and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 171 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're going over SG-1, Season 8, Episode 10, Endgame, a.k.a. Holy crap, I didn't think of it. A.k.a. <laughs> not Avengers. Not Avengers. <laughs> a.k.a. Not Avengers. That's... That's kind of the only one I thought of. <laughs> we'll come up with a better one as we go, yeah, as usual. Yeah, we'll find it as we, yes. I totally forgot. I was like, I'll go back to that. And then I'm as I'm reading it, I'm literally reading which episode Well, here's the thing. I, like, I, I know no what your possible AKA is, but we can't say it because it uh-huh. would might hint to the thing that we're going to be doing for the Patreons this summer. Oh, that's true. So you can't say what your, I think what you want the AKA to be. I already know what secret. you're thinking. And I know. I, that is what I'm thinking. It is, but you can't say it because then... We might tease ah. it early for the Patreon people. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yes. Anything else before we get into this? We we survived the Battle of Winterfell last week. We survived and the, the end game well, of we other types. To, yeah, we talked yeah. about end game last week, but we, we hadn't did gotten survive to the watch Battle of Winterfell. The Battle of Winterfell yet. Um, to quote. Uh, Liam O'Brien. Rogues, man. <laughs> Rogues. That's, that is, a, that's where we'll leave it. Can I just say... In case anyone hasn't watched it, spoilers now. Can I Can I just say, it's the second time... Listen, I'm watching a fuck ton of Critical Role. Uh-huh. And it's, this, it's the second week in a row where I thought of not just Critical Role, but specifically of Vax in the middle of Game of Thrones with things related to Arya. Yeah, well. Because the episode before that, she took three daggers yeah. and then hit a wall, and I basically. She did dagger, dagger Yell dagger. out dagger, dagger, dagger. <laughs> okay, the spoiler section is now over. That, it was like barely spoilers. I just, you never know who's behind. Um, I mean, I know my parents haven't seen it yet, and I told them that if they don't go see it today, then no one can be held responsible for their. Well, fair. I mean, they yeah. were out of the country for a week, but I don't know if that counts mm, as yeah. an excuse. Um. I don't want to get too far into Critical Role because then I will have to betray yeah. my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> my unrequited 14-year-old style it's crush okay. on Alice and Jeffy. We both have crushes on different people in that cast, but and it's okay. Appropriate things are appropriate. It's okay. <laughs> um, we don't have any D&D updates yet for our own game because we have not played yet today. But we might play today. Hopefully. We have time. Alrighty. Let's get into it. September 17th, 2004. The day after Mexican Independence Day. Is it? September 16th. I... In case all y'all are wondering, because Cinco de Mayo just happened. Isn't Cinco de Mayo... Let me educate you. Mexican... I mean, in Cinco de Mayo today. Cinco de Mayo is As today. we're recording. I, I'll quote a friend of mine who wrote this on Facebook. She happens to be in Mexico right now. She goes... 
it might have been some other meme or tweet yeah. where she's like, I'm going to celebrate exactly as the people in Mexico did by doing nothing. Um, mm. She's in Mexico now and literally it's not a yeah, thing. It's not, not a thing. It's, it's a battle that was fought. It's like celebrating the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah, it, it is like it's a an important day. thing, but it's not. No one's drink. No one's getting shit faced on tequila and dancing that's actually, around. That's a very American yeah. view of the holiday. <laughs> yeah. I'm off my soapbox. Sorry. Okay. I didn't think I had one, but to apparently be fair, To be fair, I think by osmosis, I've gotten on that soapbox <laughs> a couple times yeah. before, including the other day Also, tacos don't belong in crunchy shells. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. No, it can go on top of crunchy things. It can go on top of crunchy things. The, ing- the insides of a taco can go on crunchy things. Yeah. And, but um, I'm not a crunchy taco fan. That's not what a taco is. No. That's what a Taco Bell thing is. It's what fast food is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Um, so this is written by Joe and Paul and directed by Peter. Malozzi. I always think of cheese when I say his name. <laughs> Wait, who? Uh, Malozzi, right? Joe or... This is Peter. Oh, oh, oh. It's Mr. DeLuise. Oh, I'm sorry. I it's thought okay. it was the Malozzi guy. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> There's a mozzarella brand that's called like Marzetti, and so every time it's um, Malozzi, I think of cheese. Um, so <laughs> Everything is cheese. Listen, cheese is very important in life. I mean, I can relate most you things did. back to cheese. Yeah, all right, I'm gonna do. Okay, I'm gonna let you do it. So the can. main guest that I come, there's a couple guest stars in this one, um, but the main one I want to point out is Brandy Ledford, who played. Um, I forget her name till we get later. The the Tokra lady. Oh, yes. Who died real quick. Yeah. We hardly knew ye. The Tokra cameo. But most people, including me, recognize her from the fifth season of Andromeda, where she played Doyle. She she plays a, a robot lady. Super don't know that. Yeah. But I do think she's kind of a badass. Andromeda really like is fun. Nice. Like, Andromeda is, if nothing else, fun. I like to remember. It can be low on your list of things to watch. Okay. I keep remembering weird things that I want to rewatch. Like yesterday, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I remembered the remake of the show The Prisoner. And even so though there was, there was a, a remake. So there was in the mid mid aughts, I mid guess. <laughs> yeah. It was Jim Caviezel played the lead, played number six. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Ian McKellen was in it as well. I now want to see it and when so I it had was, no cares before. It was like a weird AMC miniseries thing. Huh. And it's just very strange. It felt like a drug trip. Um, All I know is basically Ian McKellen is one of the few people where you can drop their name and I'm like, yes, yes. please. So at some point I want to watch that. Okay. That's all. Okay. I just remembered it existed. Every now and then that happens <laughs> because that's one of those that I watched and it was so weird that it felt like I dreamt it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You may have. You may go back and find it out that that exist. never existed. What if it doesn't exist? <gasps> What if Gilmore Girls is all in my head? There's clear <laughs> childhood memories I have where I try to go, hey, remember when this happened? And everyone's like... That never happened. That? What? <laughs> Recently, um, on Imager, someone posted... Well, not that recent, but they posted Today's Special. I yep. don't know if you remember that show. No. So, 
now I know that it was real and it wasn't something I dreamt. <laughs> it wasn't a fever dream? But it was, but listen, because it's going to sound like one. Okay. It was a PBS kids show. Okay. With uh, a real camera, not not Muppet, not cartoons. <laughs> a real camera. A real camera, <laughs> not cartoons. And they had two Muppets. Uh-huh. One was a security guard, old guy named Sam. And one was a mouse named Muffy. And they lived in a department store. Well, the security guard took care of the department store. I'm having, I'm having, yeah, flashes. Hang on, there's more. Okay. And then also, there's a woman who works the overnight in a department store, and she just like preps the clothes for the next day. So they all just exist in this department store. And then there's a guy, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he's a mannequin during the day, and during the night, she puts his magic hat on that matches his vest. Can I tell you what's happening in my head right uh-huh. now? I'm having flashes as if, as if I remember this, uh-huh. but the other half of the flashes I'm seeing is Shining Time Station. It's not Shining Time Station. I understand it's not Shining Time Station. I'm just saying the but flashes But the hat I is have very similar. Um, it's like flashing to Shining Time Station. And it's funny. I'm trying to IMDb and it doesn't come up. Because <laughs> no one cares. Oh, it does. It does. It does come up. It does come up. But for a very long time. Nope. I thought that um, this was something I'd made up in my head. And yeah. then she's in love with a guy in the vest. And now you'll see. Now you'll see where Grace's type comes from. Yeah. Because the guy who is the mannequin at night, but a person during the day. Is Grace's type. <laughs> that is so. That is a really bizarre statement. Yeah, it's weird. This week on Stargate. <laughs> okay, but look, look at the mouse. That thing is terrifying. Oh, the security guard is terrifying. That thing is on drugs. The security guard I recognize. Hey guys, I'm sorry that you can't see this, but here I'm. I'm gonna show it to the video people. Okay. <laughs> creepy. Alrighty. All done. So Sorry, on Stargate I'm done, news, I'm done. <laughs> um, this is actually our first non-cliffhanger mid-season ender since <sighs> it moved to sci-fi. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. This is, there is like months well, off after this. Well, no wonder. I mean, it would have been a great time for a cliffhanger, but also would have been torturous. It would have been, it would have been horrible. Trust me, don't worry. You get your cliffhanger in Atlantis. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy! Okay, I'm ready. So I'm ready. previously on SG One, yes. Remember that time the Toker made a symbiote poison, and yes. the Gould got Asgard beaming tech because they probed Thor's mind. I will tell you that. I hope you're proud of me. Yes. I paid zero attention during the previously on, so I didn't ruin the episode. Yay! <laughs> Not just uh, because I'm bad at paying attention. Um, and then <laughs> Richard Branson got into witness protection oh, on right, planet. Oh, right, right. Elon Musk. And I we learned now. about the Richard trust. Richard Musk, if you will. Richard Musk. Oh, wait. Elon Branson sounds more Elon like an Branson. eccentric millionaire. Yeah. That's going to be my new alias, like <laughs> Burt Becklin. <laughs> Elon Branson. Elon Branson. <laughs> Eccentric millionaire. <laughs> Elon Branson Esquire. <laughs> um, and uh, and the trust, they're cool. They're like what the NID shifted into mm-hmm. and, and mysterious. The farts. Yep. So when we the get hand. to the we get to the present. Um, the slayer's take. Sorry, I'm, done. <laughs> I'm done, I'm done. The trust, the class. Um You know, I was uh, no, oh, never yeah. mind. Okay. 
I was going to. I had. Here's the thing. You ru- you ruined my plan. I'm sorry. I'm gonna so, stop talking. No, no, no. The plan had nothing to do with Stargate. Oh, good. The the plan was is is I was going to end this episode with a Critical Role reference. And oh, we'll leave it. Test we'll people. Sh- but the problem is, I was going to test people on find the Critical Role reference oh, in the damn. episode, and now this the entire goddamn episode's Critical Role. Damn. Okay. It'll still be funny when I get to it because I planned it, but I planned it as if it was going to be spontaneous, and I've told everyone the reference. That this is, is what happens when we don't compare notes. Going to be great. Fly by seat of our pants, guys. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the opening credits. Walter doesn't sleep ever. Uh, he's just always there. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't. He's an elf. He requires no sleep. He's just a little badass. He is. We love Walter. But another tech, Mackenzie, comes in complaining about the graveyard shift, and Walter's like, "Listen, it may be three a.m. here, mm-hmm. but it is noon." Another planets, and at any point in time, a team could come in hot through that Stargate, and we need to be here. And then they look at the Stargate, and it's quiet. I'm going to use the Walter theory anytime I want to drink in the morning. (laughs) Guys, it's 5 p.m. on another planet Uh somewhere. Pour one out for my homies. Exactly. Oh, can we? We do need to raise a glass to Mr. Peter Mayhew, though. Oh, that reminds my me. I meant to do that earlier. Um, one of the most tender-hearted, generous people in the world, who created one of the most tender-hearted, generous, most beloved characters known to mankind. Um, I don't know that a gentle giant is appropriate for Chewy, but it's definitely appropriate for Peter Mayhew. Hundred um, percent. But we'll miss you. Yes. So, um... Also, somebody protect Mark Hamill. Oh, my and God. Harrison Ford. Dear God. No, no, really. Put them in bubbles. <laughs> Bubble boy. <laughs> Bubble boy. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Harrison so Ford then they, the next Walt Disney. So then they, uh... <laughs> they just go and get some coffee. Because... Well, that's you're going to do at 3 a.m. Yeah. Can we talk about how close the coffee machine is next to all those machines? Listen, it's important. Sure. But maybe put it on a cart nope. on the other side nope. of the racks. Nope. That control the gate. It needs to be here. <laughs> well, I'm not even saying it has to leave the room. Just not against <laughs> the fucking... Like, I'm not an engineer, but the engineer in me, like, hurts <laughs> at how close the coffee machine is to all the other things. Don't worry. There's another part in the episode coming up that's going to hurt your soul even oh, more. Boy. Uh, and, and then, you know, Mackenzie's like, do you ever... When you're here late at night, just, like, think about dialing up the gates for fun. When you're here on your own, Walter's like, no. Yeah. Walter's like, bitch, please. <laughs> um, and they're doing, a, they're doing a great job watching the gate. Uh-huh. With because their backs turned to it. Because it disappears. Yeah. Good job, guys. There is a Stargate-sized missing object when they turn around. I mean, around. in their defense, there's nothing they could have fucking there's done. Nothing. But also, how about let's not both turn our backs to the gate at the same well, time? Well, to be fair, what are the odds that the Stargate's just going to disappear? Sure, sure. I mean, the thing's been sitting but there forever. But to me, this is um, indicative of an everyday <laughs> type of evasion. Like, how casually are we walking It just has gate? to be someone with their eyes with on the gate. Shot. It's, not like the, it's not like it's talking. It's not like when the dogs are outside playing and I can hear them and I can look Just away. Just someone eyes on gate at all times. Yeah. Okay, I need to blink. You watch the gate. Ready, go. <laughs> okay. But, you know, every now and then, go outside, make sure it's still there. I mean, there's a giant window. I don't know. What if it's a false, false front? 
<laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> that just gave me a great idea. Um, maybe it's just like an illusion spell. Maybe That's exactly where my brain went. Right I was like, oh shit, minor illusion. Gotta save just that. Gotta throw fairy fire. Filing that away. Um. <laughs> Credits. Um, so when we come back, uh, Daniela is interviewing mm-hmm. Mackenzie and Walter, asking basically what the actual fuck happened. Yeah, I love this. I love um, Walter's buddy who's like, I'm fucked. Yeah. We're in trouble because we got coffee. Walter's like, what the fuck could happen? Oh, yeah. They're like, no, I, I didn't notice anything. I mean, there's not really anything they could have done. Yeah. How much trouble are you going to get into? But I do love, I do love um, when they're like, yeah, we just, I mean, we were just getting coffee. He's like, you got coffee? Yeah. And he gets real serious. I do <laughs> I love when Daniel learns to fuck with people. Would da- Daniel would not have done this for the first couple seasons. No, not at all. And it's amazing. He's a good dude. <laughs> he learns well. He learns how to be a fuck around dude very well. Because he starts fucking with Jack later too. Yeah, and it's so fantastic. <laughs> I love Daniel in this episode. Yeah. It's like He's having fun. He's because doing it's like when you co- Yeah, you've just he's learned enough from Jack <laughs> that it's fantastic. Uh-huh. So in the briefing room, Jack and Daniel are looking out at the gateless gate room. <laughs> and uh, man. The room's like, what am I even here for now? What is my purpose? What is my motivation as a groom? <laughs> uh, and, and Daniel would really hate to be the person who has to explain to the president uh, what happened. And the look Jack gives him is beautiful. Yeah. Like, so I got to tell you that. Um, Things are not looking great for Jack's first year. No. Like, his annual review is going to suck. Yeah. It's going to be like, all right, cool. So, we had a lockdown mm-hmm. where the world almost ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a situation where you almost quit. Can I say, to be fair, it's not like Hammond's yearly review read much differently. True. Yes. True. Yes, and we will get to Jack's feelings about his job near the end of this episode. Yeah. Because that's a conversation. Yeah, he's not happy. So Sam has her surveillance footage of the gate room, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it just, like, disappeared. But it definitely looks like an Asgard beaming disappeared, not just poof Hmm. disappeared. There's Hmm. no smoke bomb. Yeah. Uh, And usually Jack's, like, they ask before they do whatever the fuck they want. Right. But the more logical thought that Sam has is... Is it, though? Because how often has Jack been stolen out of rooms? <laughs> <laughs> um, the more logical thought that Sam has is is Anubis, um, and now, therefore, Ball, yeah. had that technology, too, because of the whole Thor mind probe. Yeah. Uh, and really, there's no clue who to blame at this moment. They have a lot of options. And without the gate... What do we do? How, you can't get intel. They yeah. can't go anywhere. What's what's our job now? And and now Jack gets to go make a call as he death death glares at Daniel. We also learn that um, Teal'c is at the Jaffa Future Leaders of Tomorrow conference. <laughs> I don't know why that one's my favorite thing. And as, <laughs> as protocol states that if he can't check in with Earth, he'll head to the Alpha site. Earth. To arf. Uh, which he does, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, it's been seven hours since they've lost contact with, with Earth. Right. Um, they can get a wormhole established, but uh, it's 
so it's near it's it's at earth it hasn't been like taken off the planet it's still usable when you dial the planet um but they get a do not proceed out of office message when they huh. try to radio in it's like the caller you have dialed <laughs> it's no longer available. available yeah and they can't get anyone on the radio so everyone is on the worried bus yeah Tilk's driving in at the moment. Yep, get on um, up. Tilk's gonna head back to the Jaffa conference planet mm-hmm. uh, and get a cargo ship and head back to Earth the long way. Um, and we get an indeed. We get a really interesting shot of someone that makes me think we're supposed to mistrust him. You know, I thought the same thing. Of, yeah. What's his name? It's not Pierce. It's something. It's the the lead military the, the guy there. on yeah, the Alpha and I just chat, blinked at his on name. the Alpha planet. Uh, it's this interesting, like, they like tight shot, but they pan. They, it's, I don't know why they, I'm not quite sure. I think it's mostly just to put us in a state of unease. Yeah, because it's very, it's one of those things where there is clear camera languages sometimes yeah. for thoughts. And they did the same thing for a specific reason earlier in the season um, with the guy from the pe- from the president who was checking yeah. in on, on Jack when he made the phone call, they did some of the same yeah. camera shots. That that time he just blatantly called and sounded devious. But right, yeah, it's definite camera language that is, I think, meant to put you a little bit at ease or unease. unease. If anything, I feel like it's projecting Tilk's feelings right now. Probably because Tilk doesn't know. He's like, I immediately trust no one. So maybe that's the cue, but it's a really interesting shot. Um, are you taking a drink at me, or just no, taking a drink? Okay, no, good. I was legit okay, taking a drink. That was not that was not quote unquote taking a drink. I oh, got it, got it. <laughs> but there's something to that. Um, I just I kind of hung on me a little longer yeah. than it should. Um, but it's a it it goes to show how great they've become at sharing that language with yeah. us. Like, hey, this means something to yeah. us now. Anyway, uh, so that's all. Just in, wanted to share that. In Sam's lab, Daniel comes in right on cue because uh-huh. clearly he was summoned. Uh, Sam found a lead. So there was a weird energy signal uh-huh. um, going on for a few days before the gate disappeared. And they assumed it had something with the recent upgrade to the superconductor system. I mean, naturally. Yeah. And <laughs> it does sync up with the surveillance footage of some lab coat dude going low and doing something fishy behind the gate. I know you're getting around this around the gate corner because uh-huh. gates have corners. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. to discover who it is. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh huh. We uh, yeah, we, things. We invent pixels. Super great. Which super great. As you can imagine, as two graphic designers, is like our favorite thing. Yeah. In the world to ever happen. The biggest struggle on television in the whole world. That doesn't work. Look. If all, of all people to do that, people who work in TV, someone should have put their goddamn foot down and said, that's not how this works. Because you know every single, that is a, that is someone who is a designer and had an animator that fake shot. had to custom do every time that happens on television. How much screaming was there involved? And I would like to think that every person who I am in their shoes who has to do that just it feels like they're scraping the skin off their face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pixels don't work that way. They don't. Once the image is blurred, that's what it's it blurred. is. All you're going to do is re-blur it. Yeah. You're going to make it more of a blur. Yeah. You, you can't, cannot crystallize. That's not a thing. You cannot add pixels <laughs> where there are none to begin with. 
it's not. Yeah. It's a no. That's that's a hard pass now, on that one. If they'd written like a quick little line of like, oh, we found it here in our rough feed. Do we have the high resolution feed somewhere? I will accept some that. other bullshit like that. Or now we can take the still camera shots that it takes. That's fine. And find one from here. I'm fine. Like where they take the tape and the tape is the one that runs the whole time and every few seconds there's a shot so it's like cool find a shot and you have like uh, you have like a 12 megapixel still image I'll take it I'm fine with that and what's guys it's hilarious to me that this is what we harp on but I'm not kidding you when I tell you weirdly how much that this is. Well, this I is can vouch hill. for. This is a hill that I will die on. Well, the and, and the thing life. is too is uh, you know like I get to do our jobs are different at work. Yes, I get to be the frontline ambassador <laughs> who tells them who why tells you can't do this. The people who say, "Hey, can I use this picture?" And the picture is 150 pixels <laughs> by 50 pixels, and they'd like to put it into a 1920 by 1080 monitor that blows up behind an anchor set on a television studio. <laughs> And explain to them work. why it won't work. I've actually had people tell this me. things do a disservice. I, back in the day, actually had someone go, but, and I kid you not, someone goes, but I saw them do it on CSI. And it's, I went. It's not life. No. It's not life. This is a hill that well, I will die. My other favorite is. An epic death on. Well, it looks huge on my screen. I would like to rage. I would like to rage. <laughs> the, the other fun one is, you know, we've got people working on old school monitors. Uh-huh. with and, and they don't like how small the letters are. Yeah. So they make the resolution uh-huh. uh, lower so that the image appears larger. Mm-hmm. So they're like, this image is huge on my screen. And Let I'm me like, explain to you how pixels work. Here's this thing. There's a concentration. <laughs> it's like we need to create this great analogy for pixels. And once I find it. I know. I'm going to use it. Okay, I'm off the pixel. So thank you for coming to my other TED Talk. <laughs> thank you for coming to a resolution TED Talk. Why pixels cannot generate more. Why pixels are asexual and do not breed more pixels. <laughs> pixels are asexual. Maybe that is our AKA. AKA pixels are asexual. Pixels are asexual. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. So Dr. Kevin... Hartkins is the guy that we've discovered. <laughs> right, we were talking about Stargate. <laughs> Sam and Daniel brief Jack in the briefing room. Mm-hmm. He's not super mysterious on his own. Uh, he's been at the SGC for seven months, but he's missing and his apartment's cleaned out. So that basically spells out trust on the walls of the apartment. Yeah. yeah also, what kind of douchebag is named Dr. Kevin? <laughs> Sorry, I just don't like this guy. I'm sure there's plenty of doctors that are great that are named Dr. Kevin. <laughs> But I'm sorry, your name is Dr. Kevin. I mean, his name is Dr. Harkins. I decided that he goes by Dr. Kevin because okay. he's, he's a douchebag. That's fine. Yeah. Like, like, let me clarify. There's nothing wrong with the name Kevin. <laughs> I just think he goes by Dr. Kevin. Gotcha. We've just and invented his backstory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, it sounds basically... It's like the teacher <laughs> who's like, hey, man, call me by my first name. And it's like, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm going to call you professor. Because you're professor. Yeah. 
the trust has been busy. Uh, the NID has been clean of all these rogue agents uh-huh. for over a year now. The, the NID is now a clean run, <laughs> clean run system. Yeah. Um, but there's still some ex agents that were of the Grody type yeah. that are still missing. And they don't know where they get their money from right now. It's all secret shadow organizations. Um, but if you can steal a gate, eh, probably you can steal whatever money you need. Yeah. That you're probably doing fine in the steel seas department yeah. <laughs> and the take seas things. You're pretty good at stealing shit. Yeah. Um, you have an advanced degree <laughs> in steelology. Uh, yeah, in steelomedics. <laughs> <laughs> Sam has a theory that it wasn't super easy to steal the gate. Good theory, Sam. You think? So having Asgard beaming technology doesn't make it. <laughs> Sam's like, go with me on this one. <laughs> The gate is not easy to steal. And they're all like, yeah, no, we're there. No, but listen. We live there. Yeah. This is the home that we are. <laughs> um, the, the Asgard beaming tech is really cool and all, but half the reason why it's so powerful is because it pairs with the Asgard sensors, which right. the Prometheus does not have. Yeah. Um, it's like if you have the complete set, you're, you're golden. Good. Uh, and Collect all five. Right now, they need, they need a ping to, log, to latch on to. Mm-hmm. And... Which is what Sam is fairly sure what Dr. Kevin hid behind the corner of the Stargate. It's like basically he installed the find my iPhone option did. onto the Stargate. Yes. So that then they could then swoop these in and they get They could it. wipe the Stargate from a distance. Yes, exactly. So Sam can sense. now use the NSA satellites to detect the signal. And I'm like, really, SGC? You don't have your own satellites in orbit? Right. You have to use NSAs? Have we not learned to not trust anyone by now? Really, Stargate, at this point, how many years in, when you work with space shit, and there's, like, top-secret space shit going on in orbit that you don't have your own satellites? Maybe they do, but they're so secret that they don't even talk to each other about them. (laughs) I'm like, come on. (laughs) It's a little silly. Also, you work underneath NORAD. You have to go to NSA satellites. You can't use, like, Air Force satellites. Right. If you At this point, why aren't they using your satellites? Like, yeah. why aren't they like, oh, we're using the SGC satellites? I mean, you secret, you work in secret radar telemetry. Or, <laughs> like, telemetry. <laughs> so, Teal gets back to the planet where the Chafa had their conference, and everyone is dead. <laughs> Not Except good. for Mazel. Um, who we last saw on Death Noel because he got there after. Yeah. Um, and right before Teal, basically, and affirms everyone is dead. Yeah. On the planet. It's dead time. It's dead time. So Stargate. It's like nap time, but far more permanent. Far more bad. <laughs> um, so Stargate SWAT surrounds a. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, warehouse. warehouse. See, you. I like to call it black SUV time. Because I feel that like works. we all know enough by now that if you see a line of black SUVs, it's not good. shit's going to hit the fan. I just like Stargate SWAT. It's not yeah. normal SWAT. Yeah. Stargate SWAT. Stargate SWAT. Yeah. Um, uh, complete with uh, SWAT Sam and SWAT Daniel action figures. <laughs> yeah. I love her jeans SWAT. And yeah. And, and leather jackets. Yeah. That SWAT gear. SWAT gear. Uh, and they, they blow a door. They send in some shot grenades. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place is empty. There's still equipment here, including some VX rockets and some <clears throat> methylphosphonothenic acid. Methylphosphono... It's nerve gas. acid. Metho- I'm going to try it one more time. Okay. Methylphosphonothoic 
I don't even know. I don't, if know. I, I don't even know if I copied that word well, there you text, go. It, letter for letter. <laughs> um, and Daniel carefully puts it back down. Uh, it's like, enough, don't touch that. Got it. It's bye. enough to kill several hundred thousand people. Uh, and it turns out there is one dude left behind the uh, truck, and a firefight ensues, and the guy goes down. As does one of the nurse gas canisters. Yep. And Yay. it's too late to do anything, Sam says. And they should be dead now. Yeah. We're done. We're fucked. So that's weird. I mean, I'll, I'll take it, but that's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Sam's wrong, but yeah, most likely the nerve gas is broken. Something's clearly not what they think it is. I just like the idea of Sam's like, that's weird. Maybe it's broken. Not, I might be wrong on what chemical no, it is. That's weird. I must, I'm never wrong. <laughs> I'm Lady Zap Brannigan. I'm never wrong. So Mazel brings uh, Teal'c to the Chafal camp and it's just dead bodies for as far as you can see. Um, and Teal'c breaks a little inside. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, imagine he, that because they they look like the fall of Pompeii. Like it does. It's, it just looks, they none of them were fighting. what they were doing, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and Teal'c just kind of shoves those emotions back down deep inside. Yep, push them down real far. Real far. Um, back in the briefing room, they show photos of the warehouse to Jack, and mm-hmm. yes, yeah, Sam was wrong. It's not nerve gas. It's symbiote poison. She's like, that's what I meant. And I, <laughs> and I love even, like, Jack hearing that he puts the vial down, he, like, wipes his hands off. He's like, cool, cool, cool. Don't touch that ever again. Bye. So what we have, um, like, we have some symbiote poison on Earth, but we agreed not to use it unless it was super desperate situations, because it also kills Jaffa. Yeah. Because they and have we symbiotes, like, too. We like the rebel we, Jaffa. We like Jaffa. They're our friends. Um, and now they have a Stargate. They have rockets and they have poison. So it's a great combination. Yikes. Pretty sure the Trust is going to launch, launch large scale attacks, uh, not giving two shits about any Jaffa uh, that would be killed in the process. Mm. And they also, they only zatted the guy that they found. Um, and shocker, he's not saying anything. Um, but he was stupidly carrying his Area 51 badge with him. Yeah. That's dumb. Don't carry your ID with you when you're doing weird illegal shit. Here's my thing, too, with the Area 51 badge. Yeah. It's unmarked. Yes. Which you would think is a good way to be secure. Yeah. But if I see an unmarked badge, that's more suspicious to me. It's like when... So when I go to Vegas, Mm -hmm. the airport at Vegas is, like, right next to the Strip. Yeah. And so we... Um, I've been in, I forget, shit, I forget the name. There's a club at the top of Mandalay Bay. Okay. That's like secret entrance, but not really because they invite people. But anyway. Sure. Uh, it looks like the inside of a genie's bottle bar. Super oh, rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Prince used to go there and just like have impromptu concerts and shit. And it's directly, you can see right across the the boulevard, mm-hmm. um, the Strip, you can see there's small unmarked jets. Yeah, like they don't even have tail numbers on them. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, see, here's... and the, what the the thing I was told is that those are the jets that go to Area Fifty One. Interesting. See, here's my thing. I think it's more stealthy. Yeah. Not if you have unmarked things, but if you have wrongly marked yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Like. If I'm sending planes to Area 51, I'm going to throw up the Virgin Atlantic thing on there. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Because no one's going to question no. that. But if you see an unmarked plane, you're like, why is that plane unmarked? Why is it unmarked? You know what I mean? Yeah. But then if people just know there's certain numbers that are out of commission. Yeah. So it's like Virgin Atlantic number, blah, 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 blah. 42. Area 51. You know what I mean? So that in your brain, you know that, oh, got it. That's 51, not. 51, 51, 51. Yeah. You know, or, you know, nothing quite so obvious. But no. this idea that, like, there's certain planes that you four, mark. 424251. Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not that weird. So field trip I was time. I trying to remember the numbers for lost. Oh, four, <laughs> I have eight, no idea. four, eight, 16, something, 42? Words, I don't know. Something. Help me, Hurley. Field trip time. Um, um, there is. Oh, wait. 16. Bartender Nick knows the numbers. 42. Ooh, four, those might eight, be right. 16, 24, 32. 42. I probably four, did. 8, 6, anyways. Field trip. 8, 15, 16, 24, 42. Okay. 4, 8, 15, 16. No, I need another snap. 4, 8, 15, 16, 16 24, 24, 42. 42. 42. I'm going to look this up. Okay. Okay, let's keep moving. So, field trip time. There's a tiny bit of, like, feather fluffing between um, Dr. Brooksdale and Sam. Uh, she's like, you guys been compromised. And uh-huh. he's like, bitch, we didn't want lose the Stargate. This is a fun negotiation. Yeah. Oh, we're so close. Are we? So close, bartender Nick was only off by one number. Oh. So uh, instead of 24, it's 23. Oh, Oh, so close. Dang. Okay. Okay. So um, security at Area 51 is so top notch that you can't even bring your street clothes in. Like nothing crosses the barrier. Uh, And Osiris's wrist Asgard Beamer bracelet. Mm. Uh, was brought here after she was captured last year. And Brooksdale's like, yeah, and it's still here. This guy, I want to punch him in his stupid, (laughs) stupid face. Daniel's like, you know, can we see that it's still here, like, with our own eyeballs? Yeah, and test it with our own eyeballs. Meanwhile, on the other side of the galaxy at the Alpha site, um, they've independently established that all of these Jaffa were killed with the Tok'ra symbiote poison. Um, and and Pierce knew that the Tokoro were like out of this alliance, but he never thought that they'd stoop to the level of killing a couple million Jaffa right. to get to their point. And Mizell runs into the room in full rage um, that three more gold planets were attacked. Millions of Jaffa are dead. And in Area 51, Brixdale leads them to the super secure evidence locker and shows them some gold goodies, and including Osiris's wrist device. Sam checks it, just mm-hmm. to be sure. She's bitten by this once before. And yeah, it's real. Yeah, this is, um... I, I don't know. It's a really uncomfortable thing to see everybody having to work apart from each other. Yeah. It reminds me of that D&D feeling of, like, don't split the party. Don't split the party. Don't split the party. Luckily, luckily, they're all so well-connected that, you know... Tilk figures out as a thing that Sam would have told him to figure out. And, like, call, later calls it at the exact right time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a great, it's produced with this great symmetry. Yeah. But it almost feels like they're so good. They're, it's a little too on the nose. They're so good at this. Yeah. Um, and so apparently at Area 51, they had been trying to use the wrist device to beam onto, they're assuming Osiris's ship is still in orbit around the planet, mm-hmm. cloaked and just chilling there. Um, and 
the wrist device doesn't just want to detect Naquita in your stream like a lot of the ghoul devices do. This one wants like specific ghoul DNA. Yikes. So it's been a no joy so far. Yike. And meanwhile, Mazel is pissed. Oh, yeah. He wants to go make the Tok'ra pay now. Um, and Teal'c is about two steps behind him on that, like, revenge About to rain. piss like the I would like to rage yes. feeling of feels. Uh, and Pierce um, is, like, trying to get them to put a couple logical thoughts together in that. Like, I'll give him credit. He call, it keeps his cool here. He's like, yeah. wait a minute. There's got to yeah. be a reason this is happening. Um, this happened right after we lost contact with Earth. Mm-hmm. That is not a very good coincidence. Yeah. He's not the leader of the Alpha site for no reason. Exactly. He clearly is helping exactly. Um, And that that thought at least is enough to make Teal pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... They can't just ring up the Toker anymore, unfortunately. Uh, there's been... Uh, they've, they've been slippery. They've been a little elusive since yeah. the Alliance fell. Oh, and them Tokers. They don't know where the Toker base is. They don't really know how to get in contact with them. They don't really know what the movements have been. But Teal thinks his best guess is there's an undercover operative named Zarin commanding one of Ball's bases. Hmm. Pierce is like, that's... <laughs> Sorry. Um, Ball's bases. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> They're very sweaty. Sweaty yeah. um, bald bases. And, <laughs> uh, and, and Pierce is like, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Because you're gonna get caught. He's like, that's exactly my plan. Yeah, that's, that's literally like, that's the yeah. plan. Uh, that's how we're gonna get taken to Zarin. And we could also, yeah, we might just get killed, but, you know, we won't know until we get there. Yeah. 50-50 shot. Listen, we're either going to roll a nat 1 or we're going to roll a nat 20. Wait, look. We're here for a long time. <laughs> we're here for a good time. Boom. Let's get it. So back on Earth. And, yeah, Brickstale's in the pocket of Big Trust. Of course. And he's trying to back out. He's also really bad at it. So he's not bad. good at this, like, subterfuge or any of this. He's so bad. Um, his, his contract says it's too late, basically. Yeah. He, he took the money. Yeah. Um, You've he, already sold your soul to is, the devil. This is we live here now. Yeah, uh, and he tells his contact Baldy um, that the SGC came to look for the hand device, and and he's like, "Wait!" And then you set up a meeting after yeah. the SGC contacted you. You, you were clearly schmuck. followed. I'm surprised they didn't just kill him. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, the, the Stargate SWAT comes up, and mm-hmm. Baldy starts shooting, gets into a building. The SWAT comes in, arrests Brooksdale very easily. Yeah. Go He's after... He's like, no, stop. Don't <laughs> kill me. Go after Baldy. He, like, shoots his way essentially through the building uh-huh. and out the other side. Does a bit of, of roof running. Some yeah. basic parkour. Jumps to a crash pad below, behind a dumpster. Conveniently yeah. so he can roll off and then come back around uh-huh. the dumpster. Uh, which would be so much dog- goddamn Smart. fun. yeah. He presses a button on a little remote and Sam zats him. It's like, motherfucker, come back here. Uh, she comes around, she picks up the remote, and she is beamed away. Yeah. To a Unf- gold ship. Unfortunately for her, there's a satellite delay on yeah. his device. 
Um, this is, sucks. It is a gold ship filled with Earth technology, and she's immediately zatted as she turns around. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, seeing, seeing, I think his name is Jennings, just other guy. Yeah, other douchebag. Um, also in the cargo room is a Stargate, our Stargate, uh-huh. and some of those VX rockets. So this is a good combination. It's like, oh, look, we've been looking for all this stuff. It's like we just made it into the couch cushions. Yeah. Welcome to the couch cushions <laughs> ship. It's where all your lost shit goes. <laughs> or for us, it's um, not even in the couch cushions, but things end up underneath like the couch. Like in the couch. So one time recently, I lifted our couch to sweep underneath it, and don't I had to literally. That. I know. Don't don't tell don't tell anyone. Oh no, I'm more that. just like that's a scary oh, thing. Well, so fine. As I do this. The inside of the couch sounds like one of those rain-making machines <laughs> because every toy the dogs have ever owned just kind of goes through the wires. Inside the couch. And then it just all falls to the part. It's, a, it's like Plinko. Yeah. It's the Plinko of dog toys. They way down. And I'm like, well, no wonder it looks like my dogs never have any toys because they're all either in the couch or in the dirt outside because they're like outside toy. And I'm like, no, inside toy. They're like, no, no, outside, outside toy. toy. It's like, no, no. Mama said in center, they're like, no, mama. Outside, outside toy. toy. It's like, you know what? Fine. Do whatever you I'm want. not, this is, I'm not fighting this. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's been, it's been a while since inside, it's seen the inside of a good yeah. old pyramid ship. Mm-hmm. Some Jaffa come to tell Zaren that they've captured the Shulval Tilk and some other dude. Yeah. Uh, and. And his bud. And she, was she just like. Sitting in the throne room doing nothing. She's just being a bad bitch that she is. Like, yeah. fuck yes. I kind of love her. It does kind of seem like maybe a boring job, though. Well, I think she's just working on, like, her poses. Oh, yeah. She does have really good poses. She's just taking a break, you know? Um, And we do see by her reaction to this news that, yeah, she's actually a Tok'ra. Yeah. So, Bricksdale's back at the SGC, and Daniel is interrogating him. So, I love... Let's take a minute. They yeah. parallel... All three of these scenes are the exact same scene. Yeah. And I love how we cut back through them all. So, I just wanted to take a minute to observe that and to appreciate it, because it's just like the... Cut to this guy in the interrogation. Cut to this guy in the interrogation. Yeah. Cut to this guy in the interrogation. How are we any different than the other people? We're not. Yeah. Everybody is the same. Same entry. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, you know, Brooksy doesn't know where Sam is. And I do love that Daniel has the guards leave. So you think he's going to be bad cop or something. Mm-hmm. But really, he goes into good cop. Mm. Nah, sideways cop. Look the other way, cop. Uh-huh. Uh, gray cop? Like, gray cop. Not, not white or black, but gray. Yeah, gray cop. Um, because apparently... Brixdale has a secret Caymans account with $2 million in it. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe they can choose to ignore it. You may not get all the money. You may get some of it. This guy's a little flat. I hate that he's all just about money. It is, because the threat of being killed by the trust uh-huh. is not what makes him flip. It's, it's the, the money. threat of being able to keep his money. It's a, yeah. It's a, let's put a little more effort in that one. <laughs> but fine. Fine. So, uh, in Zarin's throne room, they bring Teal'c and Mizel forward. Teal'c doesn't kneel immediately. They just kind of knock on the back of the knee. Yeah. Well, he's got to play the part. Yeah. And and Zarin has all of the Jaffa leave, so she can question awesome. the, the, them, them herself. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say something that doesn't matter now. Okay. Also, he's Dornish. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I'm bowed, unbent, unbroken. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. So, um, he steps... 
like she steps out of character the minute all the her Jafar out of the room. He's like, she's like, are you mad? Why the fuck are you here? Yeah. Because now for her to keep her charade up, she either like it's her job now to torture them and yeah, like kill you before ball. Like yeah, now what? What do you expect this to happen? You back me into a corner. And back with Brixdale. Uh, the, the option of getting to keep his money gets him talking. Mm-hmm. Sam is most likely on the Osiris' ship. Yep. Yes. Um, because a year ago, people came to him. They knew everything he had been working on. And they knew about Osiris' ship. They knew about the hand device. They knew that the hand device is most likely the key to get to the ship. But they can't get that out of Area 51. He was basically all. like, look, these dudes were pretty much going to do this one way or another. Yeah. I might as well cash in on it. Basically. Was his approach. He he tinkered with it and he was able to beam up one day from yeah. Area 51. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scientist in him hated that he couldn't tell everyone <sighs> who figured out the puzzle. Which the, that I kind of get. I don't know that that's the scientist in him. That's the douchebag, greedy person in him. It's like the, I know that there is a scientific thing where it's like, hey, why I want to share things. Yeah, I don't believe he's that genuine about okay. anything. The, the, I think the inability to cash in on it further. The something in his head, his ego. Yes. Uh, killed him that he couldn't share that he figured fair. out the puzzle. Fair, fair, fair. Um, because ego can be good or bad, so I'm just gonna leave it with ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he would beam up and down a, a few times um, and always return the wrist device to the drawer. So that really was the wrist device. Mm. Um, and that ancient code that they had Daniel translate a couple episodes back is actually the command code to unlock the ship. Mm. Because Anubis had all of his stuff coded to ancient. So it'd be harder for other Gould to translate. It all um, comes together. And once the trust had the ship, they didn't need Brixdale anymore. So they just kind of you know, stayed up on the ship 24-7. They were able to beam wherever they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And Brooksdale broke the wrist device, basically. Or How do you see. eat? Like, what do you feed yourself if you're just living on the ship the whole time? You have food you beamed up. bring things up all the yeah. time? All right. I feel like, follow the trail of food. <laughs> it worked for Pete once. At the stakeout. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and naturally, yes, Brooksdale can get the wrist device working again. Mm-hmm. So up in said cargo ship, Sam wakes up, and in true Bond villain fashion, they tell her all their plans. Of course they do. They're they're in polar orbit around the moon. Uh Um, And so it's interesting that the Stargate can be as far out as the moon and still read as being Earth. That's, well... I mean, it's not that far in the grand schematics of the big universe, but it is is interesting. It's not close, yeah. Yeah. they're 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 cloaked. They're around the moon. They're I'm pretty sure question. Prometheus can't find them. Yes, is the moon further from the surface of the Earth than the center of the Earth is from the surface of the Earth? Yes. Okay, that's all. That was my. Stupid I had question. to follow your question, but yes. Okay. <laughs> I just I was just wondering. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 I'm done. Um. So. They're basically launching chemical attacks on Gould and Jaffa. Okay. And they're not really worried about the Jaffa because they're just bred specifically to serve the Gould and enslave humans. So fuck them. Yeah. And Sam's like, that's 
not really that simple. It's not how that works. There's still people. They're kind of indoctrinated since childhood, uh-huh. and they're kind of slaves in their own right. And you know, we should not kill them. Maybe? Also, we should consider ethics and 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 when we make decisions that involve killing. Yeah. Um, billions and millions of people. Maybe. Feels- Look, when we're considering genocide, yeah. <laughs> we should probably talk about ethics. Yeah. That's um, all. And no. one of, and non-Baldi just throws out the whole just following orders sounds <sighs> familiar line. Blah. And she's like, what about the rebel Jaffa? And Baldi's like, yeah, acceptable losses. Yikes. Uh, and to, like, to the trust, mm-hmm. the threat that the ghoul and system lords face to Earth makes us a very simple equation. Hmm. It's like hmm. absolute earth first and everyone else can just All right. Let's sure, let's make decisions based on like 5% of all information. Yeah. Well, but again, to the trust that's to them it's a very simple equation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and yeah, they're ready to strike at the next target. Yikes. So with Zarin, who is, like, awesome, so now I have to choose between my mission and you assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, like, Mazel just goes up and starts choking her out of yeah. anger. Like, he's still raging. Uh. I love this, too, because Teal'c's like, no, don't. Stop. <laughs> like, he kind of tells him to stop, but also not really. Not really. No, you shouldn't um, do that. Come back. Together, <laughs> they accuse the Tok'ra of the poison attacks in the Jaffa. And Zarin's like, yeah, no, we didn't do that shit. <laughs> like, the Tok'ra would have told me, had we been planning that, pretty sure that wasn't us. Yeah. Um. So on the ship, the Stargate kawooshes. And Sam tries in vain to tell them that, like, this is murder. And they're like, yeah, no, it's right. just war. And the rocket launches, and we see it fly out to the planet, and the Jaffa who see it try to shoot it, um, and we hear the explosion from inside the pyramid. Oh. They fire the rocket to the planet that Zarin, Teal'c, and Mazel are on. And this and is... she quickly crumbles in pain uh-huh. and dies, and Teal'c stands. He knows exactly what is happening. Yep. He yells for his brothers that they must leave. But no, because none of them there trust the Shulva. Yeah. And it only takes a moment longer for it to affect the Jaffa than it did to affect the Gould. And um, Teal'c is the only one on the planet without a snake. God, let's take a minute. Well, there might be some humans there, but the only Jaffa without a snake. So first of all... I die free. Don't pull at my heartstrings that way. Yeah, yeah. Mazel's last words, I I die die free. free. And Teal'c indeeds him. But the other thing, let's take a minute to consider that, okay? An entire planet that you're standing on, as yeah. far as you can see. Uh-huh. Even, let's just consider wherever town you're sitting in. Yeah. Everyone dies except you. Falls dead almost instantaneously. What the fuck do you do? Holy crap. Yeah. Um, At least yikes. he can get a ship now. He doesn't need a ship. Yeah, but, but you know. fuck it. Yeah. He can Jesus. go loot a bunch of bodies. I don't know what you do at that point. <laughs> you just uh, cry and cry and cry and eat ice cream. When your dog eats something off the floor that it wasn't there. Yeah, that's that cool. qu- quietly eats something. Quietly, <laughs> quietly, stealthily. So on the Prometheus, they're doing a grid by grid search for anomalies looking for Sam. 
Uh, Fuck, that's going to take a while. And Daniel just barges into Brooksdale interrogation room, throws a, a briefcase that has a ribbon device in there, and goes, make it work. Yeah. Um, on Osiris' ship, the next target they want to hit, Sam's like, eh, you can fire a rocket there, but it'd be kind of just a waste because Ball abandoned it. Yeah. And they have no clue. Way to, way to bluff. Well, the thing is, is... She may not be bluffing. Well, no, but it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's the only thing that will save them from exactly. throwing this missile at that exactly. planet. So bluffing or not, she's like, you're welcome to hit it. You can waste a rocket. Right. I'm fine with that. There. Yeah. Um, and the, one of them has an idea that Sam can help them pick optimum targets to hit mm-hmm. with her knowledge of system lords, their strategy, um, their tactics. She can help minimize collateral damage. Save innocent lives. Fuck you, dude. And Sam's not falling for that shit. Yeah. Uh, but they do skip that planet and move to the next one. Mm-hmm. So in the control room, still no Stargate. Just all the offline computers. <laughs> and Daniel is gearing up while Siler finishes the details. Yeah, no, cool. Let's split the party further. And Jack barges downstairs thinking that this plan is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Daniel's like, I don't like this shit either, but, I mean, we have to get onto the ship. Yeah. There's only one person you can use this thing, and if there's other command codes that were coded up, I'm the best person to translate whatever puzzles there are. He's like, if anybody doesn't want this to happen, it's me. But it's me, so <laughs> fuck, here I go. Exactly. Uh, and Jack warns Guess them. Guess I'll die. <laughs> Jack's like, there could be ten iron goons waiting for you. And Daniel's like, do you have... Do you have better ideas? Uh-huh. And I love the line that just because I don't have better ideas, no reason to go do anything. Yeah. Everyone is confused. Yeah. So I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. And Daniel just has to uh, shut down the cloak, uh, disable the hyperdrive, and wait for the Prometheus-sized cavalry to arrive. Easy peasy. They'll never see it coming. No big deal. Except... <laughs> And Jack says, it, says it's one of the advantages of a totally insane plan. And yeah, yeah. where did Daniel learn that from, I wonder? Hmm, he couldn't have been influenced at all no. by a certain uh, older gentleman. Daniel hasn't completely been slowly multi-classing as a Jack. Yeah, it's it's probably Sam. It's probably <laughs> clearly, from Sam. Yeah. Clearly from Sam. I mean, not that she's any better. Let's go, <laughs> Sam, let's go blow up a Sun Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure blowing up a sun's fine. There won't be any repercussions. I feel like Teal must be like, humans are fucking crazy. Humans are insane. Just in general. These humans. He's are like children. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, and everyone stands far away from Daniel yeah. as he has a zat in one hand and a ribbon device in another and he beams on up. <laughs> Thankfully, he beams to an empty bridge. Yeah. Uh, and he quickly sets to work. He can't get into the computer, so instead, he just pulls a jack and zaps some crystals. <laughs> and we can Let's just see, shoot at it. We can see the ship come out of cloak, and Daniel runs off. Um, and it, it's yeah, just an Alcash. It's not a huge ship. Although yeah. we do see corridors in an Alcash that we've never seen before. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is a very big old cache. It's a very big old cache. It's a TARDIS yeah, cache. It's, it's, it's a TARDIS cache. So on the Prometheus, they quickly spot the ship and they set course and they give Jack a heads up. First part of the plan so far has worked. Mm-hmm. So in the cargo room, they figured out that they've decloaked um, and Baldy goes to deal with that while the other guy watches Sam. 
Hmm. And listen, Daniel. Daniel, dear. Yeah. Um, you're not a rogue. Stealth, not your thing. It's not even stealth at this point. It's just this complete lack of, <laughs> if we're going to stick with D&D terms, complete lack of perception. You did not roll high on your perception. No, like, he goes, complete lack of awareness. He goes, sneaky, 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 and then, and then, yeah. It's like, he it's goes the, down. You know what it is? It's like, you could roll stealth, but the creature has seen you. <laughs> yeah. So your sneaking doesn't do anything. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> Literally, it's looking at you. Yeah. So there's nothing you can do here. Uh, but he, he gets added down. Um, and business suit lady uh, goes up to try to get the cloak working again. Yeah. So Prometheus enters weapons range, and the cargo ship is just sitting there. Mm. And they can't tell if the hyperdrive is down or on or anything. And Jack's like, just give them more time. Yeah. Ooh. And there's a Kaylee under me. Um, Pendergast is afraid that the ship is going to run. I know, Faith. And he wants to fire now to stop the ship and asks for Jack to basically give him a go or no go. And Jack in that moment can't. No. Two of his people are on the ship. And it's not just two members of the FGC. Two of his people yeah, are on the it's, ship. It's Sam and Daniel. And this is fucking shitsville. Yeah. And and business suit lady makes it to the bridge and sees the fried crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they sit Daniel down next to Sam. Mm, fried crystals. Mm. I mean, I'll eat anything if it's fried. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Crystals. Yum. Um, and they're... they're pretty sure it's only Daniel because he used the, the hand device to get up there. Mm. And business suit lady says she's not sure if she can get the cloak working again or not. So with their position compromised, it's time to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take Sam and Daniel with them. And just as they're about to zet Sam and Daniel, the gate starts to dial. Yay! And the bad guys duck as the koosh comes in. And as that happens, Sam and Daniel are like, opportunity sneak Here's attack! Here's chance, go! Yeah. Uh, and they start... They start beating up the bad guys. Daniel just football tackles one of them. Mm-hmm. Sam has her hands tied, so she just starts, like, sweeping the leg. Also, let's talk about this. They didn't even tie up Daniel's hands. They no. just kind of sat him there. I don't think they got around to it yet. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, Zats and radios go flying, and Teal'c radios in from the other side of the Stargate. Yeah. So Daniel gives and takes a few punches, uh, while Teal'c continues like, it's Teal'c. Is anyone there? Yeah. Somebody Sam, let me through. Sam lays down her dude with a couple kicks to the face. <laughs> uh, Daniel grabs the radio saying that they need help. It's me. Come on through. Yeah, hurry. Baldy grabs the Zat and just as he's about to fire, Teal comes through. Staff blast to the chest. Ta-da. Uh, Teal to the rescue. And there's a large hole in that guy's chest where from that staff blast. Well, you know, it'll happen. And Sam's like, can someone untie me? Yeah. Can I have my hands now? Um, business suit lady calls down from the bridge and with no response, she turns on the hyperdrive engines Mm -hmm. and they can hear and see the power power fluctuations down the cargo bay and Sam runs up and, and it's like, everyone get to the gate. Yeah. Just go to the gate. Mm -hmm. Not going to dial out. Just hover at the gate. Stand near the gate. (laughs) So on the Prometheus, um, they also see that the hyperdrive engines are powering up, and Jack still hesitates on giving the order because Sam and Daniel are still on that ship. And he asks Pendergast, if, can you disable it without destroying it? Yeah. And he's like, I can't make any guarantees on that. Yeah. 
I'm not going to say yes because it may not work out that uh, way. And Sam quickly looks through Baldi's pockets to find the little remote. She finds it and she presses it. And mm-hmm. the Prometheus, they pick up that locator beacon, they lock onto it, and they beam whatever the fuck it is out. Yeah. Um, the ship runs, but in the Prometheus cargo bay, they have the gate and they have SG-1. Yay. And he reports that to Jack and you can f- you can literally see the relief in his face. He's not loving this job at all. <laughs> no. I'm back at the SGC. Um, the gate is back where it belongs. Um, they're they're ready to go. I mean... The gang's back together. Somehow they all made it alive. Bad news is the trust has an Elkesh now, but, yeah. you know, worse shit's happened. But we've got the gate. <laughs> and Sam's put jamming devices in around the gate so they can... They, no one can steal it again. At least in that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did get most of the Tok'ra poison in that warehouse. They still have enough for half a dozen planets, though. They have mm. no Stargate. Um, and Daniel says in retrospect, um, or Daniel says in retrospect that Jack should have destroyed the ship when Jack had a chance. Hmm. And Jack's this like, yeah, sucks. that's a tough choice. And then he walks away. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I fucking hate this job he is walks, where he's at. And just walks away. The end. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That part sucked. Yeah, yeah that was hard. Um... Jack's really hating this job. Yeah, I think they it's, took the only part of it that he enjoyed away from him. I think that Jack underestimated um, how difficult it would be to have the rest of his team mm-hmm. out and in danger like that. Right, and he never did replace that fourth person because. If that was SG members of SG three mm-hmm. on that ship, would he have been able to order them to fire? Yeah, he he can't quite separate. He never gave them a fourth member. No, um, he. I think he underestimated. Well, he understood the weight of the job that he was being asked to do. He also understood that he was the best qualified for it. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's what he wanted. No. So, it's a little bit shitsville. I'm wondering where this is going to go for him. Yeah. Like, I'm wondering at what point he goes, fuck it all. Um, and, and I don't know, goes off planet somewhere. It's it's either, it's going to come to a head. And you don't know whether he's just going to say, you know, fuck it all. And I want to join SG-1 again. Fuck it all. I just want to go retire. Right. Or, Something. Or, or he's going to, you know adept and learn to actually yeah accept it yeah it would take a big moment for that to yeah. happen which is possible it is stargate it is stargate um holy moly okay yeah. what's next week so next week normally we'd be covering the storm of atlantis okay um but that is actually a two-parter oh. and i don't want to have to like have an episode of sg1 in between, between your atlantis two-parter so we're gonna do another sg1 next we're week. gonna do gemini which is episode 11 the mid-season opener for sg1 next week and All then right. the two weeks after that we'll do the storm in the eye which is a two-part mid-season episode for atlantis so next week is sg1 season 8 episode 11 yes Cool. And then after that, we'll do Atlantis. 10 and 11, the uh, the storm in the eye. And which then is we'll be back to a one-to-one ratio. Yes. Got yes. it. Got it. Ready. Uh, this episode was fun. It was yes. interesting. Not really goes on the list. Yeah, it's just a fun one-off. I don't think I say goes to the list. Um, this is, we... you know what this goes in the list of, of, though? It goes in the list of, like, episodes you can watch if you've never watched the show before. 
I think it does, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of a heisty type of thing. Yeah. Um, we do have two Indeeds, though. Oh, we do have two Indeeds, yeah. Uh, if my computer will... There we go. Um, so we're up to 47, 47 and a half. Um, but yeah, my list is unchanged, I think, for now. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of happy to go to another SG one real quick. Just I don't know why. I just yeah. enjoy it. You miss uh, having your all your your all my things SG-1s all the time. Together. Yeah. I look. I like binging. Yes, what can I do. say? I am an American. I am a human. Uh, okay. So find us on Twitter. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see yes. you guys again with another SG one. <laughs> find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us at Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Uh, like us, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts. And yeah. We'll see you next week with more SG1. Bye. Bye. Thanks, oh, so sorry. And this trip. <laughs>